Yo, this is DJ Root of the Fresh State, No Sucker DJ's BattleBot, and you're listening to Step Off Radio. Internets, welcome to another episode of Step Off Radio. Our guest today certainly needs no introduction if you're not familiar with the space. If you listen to this program, you're most definitely familiar with this music. Today we have the honor of having the contributor of our theme music, the one and only DJ Root. So hey. for our <laughs> listeners, please introduce yourself and let them know who you are. Uh, DJ Root, me. Detroit raised, San Diego living. I mean, just out here, well, doing living my best life. I hate that statement, but that's what I'm doing right now. Making sure uh, I try to keep do my part in hip hop and keep it flowing. Uh, I was like uh, Battlebot guy. Uh, I was like Battlebot guy. Hip hop uh, wins residence. Owner of Harley. That's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome yeah. dog. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty much me. You know me. I don't talk too much about myself, so. I feel it. It's always kind of hard to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. like, like, so explain who you are. And yeah, like, like, just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning, you know? Like, how did you get into the hip-hop scene? Like, you know, you've been DJing and working on the scene for years now. Tell us about, you know, no, tell us about that. How did that get started and what drew you to, like, this kind of, the music industry at large, I guess? Uh, I mean, it's it's funny. My whole family's have been in the music business. Grandfather's worked with labels for all of his life. He's always done music. But the main person who really got me set on this pathway is DJ Artistic. Um, definitely was the guy who helped me uh, like focus, learn about hip hop, showed me the records I love today. Some of the artists I still look up to. Uh, him and I want to say Deep Rooted because I worked under them for a long time selling merch. Um, carrying bags <laughs> was a roadie whenever they were in San Diego, <laughs> but uh, definitely um, hip hop wasn't my first passion. I was like, I didn't really get into it until after high school. Like I was an enjoyer of hip hop, but I didn't start contributing until high school. I was like, always loved loved uh, the music, always respectful of everything it taught us. But artistic uh, put me on this path to like do this thing called hip hop that we love and enjoy. So taking it back, you know, how were you first introduced to hip hop music? Like, you know, what music did you listen to growing up in the house? Being from Detroit, we listened to a lot of Motown records. My grandmother was a huge Snoop Dogg fan. Surprisingly, RIP to her. She loved that first, which is weird to say because my grandmother was a very religious woman. But she loves Snoop Dogg. (laughs) (laughs) And um, one of my first hip-hop records, I was like, there's a story that most people know. I was like, um, which is very funny to me. I got it because we got into a fight uh, in elementary school. (laughs) And uh, beat up this kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Took his Walkman and had a Run DMC tape. (laughs) Beat to the rebel, the rhyme I just made. 
Introducing me to Run DMC, which is one of my favorite groups of all time. <laughs> Statue <laughs> Statu- limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. That was twenty something years ago. <laughs> Forgive and forget. Right. <laughs> I was like, but no, man. That's grandmother loved it. Listened to a lot of Motown records, uh, soul records. Oh. I got the record on the table. <laughs> Days of Frankie Beverly was a big thing. Uh, I was like, a lot of the records uh, we have on here, on this table, actually, there's a bunch of stuff I listened to growing up, especially the old ones. Um, George Benson was a big guy, Prince. But my, my mom loved R&B, which I couldn't stand as a kid because I didn't get it. Like She would be listening to like, The Soul For Real. Like, um, <laughs> like Even I didn't like the stuff that... Uh, she like she liked love rap like that soft what LL Cool J eventually started doing which I <laughs> hey lover yeah but those are see those are cool but when he started doing like more I'm like hey you're supposed to be on bad the Cool J cookies but yeah man that that's the, my musical background grew up uh, playing most people don't know I ended up playing I was playing the alto sax and so I was really into jazz too but um. Hip hop. Once I heard that, I was just like, "Yo, this is this is where it's at." <laughs> no more R and B and Motown. Still listen to it, but as a kid, I was just like, "Now I'm just listening to hip hop." Yeah, <laughs> got into Slick Rick because of that, which he just dropped two albums. Can we just talk about the longevity of that guy? <laughs> two tracks. Sorry, guys. Um, at which is like, I'm like, damn, Slick Rick still got it. So, I mean, that's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, so like you're saying, like you actually grew up like your childhood in Detroit, Michigan. Tell us about your experiences growing up there, man. Like how did they contrast to when you moved out here, you know, because it's it's it's, it's a, a different world, you know? Yeah, you know, it's uh it's definitely shakes up the world. Um growing up in Detroit it was uh especially back in the nineties when I was still there and like early two thousands. Uh like now I go back and it's a little more um not too gentrified yet but hopefully it doesn't get like but you can see the downtown areas like moving in new businesses there's a lot of black owned businesses but when I was growing up it was run down empty buildings abandoned like uh, things see we would uh, it wouldn't be uncommon for you to walk outside and someone be shooting like uh, and that's just how it was like walking to school we saw like a dead person like shit was crazy but also there's like beauty in the grind mm-hmm. so I have so much love and respect for Detroit it's just it's just like I said uh, what Tupac say uh, the concrete uh, the rose that grew from concrete mm-hmm. and that's what Detroit is for me like it's so grimy but also helps you become the person I was like there were people out there selling drugs also telling you the young kids is like yo don't do this <laughs> like it sounds like one of those like a, a movie like one of our classic hood movies like where there's good kids and everything because the teachers out there at that time they didn't give a fuck about people mm-hmm. um, there was like I said there was, like, I was thankful when I made it 25 because there were literally teachers it's like yeah a lot of y'all ain't making it 25 like, they, they, it was like damn yeah, like yeah, that like that yeah. so when I made it to 25 I was like just me being me I'm like yeah fuck you guys <laughs> I did it um, 
but it, it's hard, man. Like, but like I said, we fought a lot. You know, people got jumped. Uh, people got robbed. Um, but also, like I said, good times. We spent a lot of our summers outside, communicating with other kids, building, climbing trees. Uh, we had. There's also the part of Michigan like people don't know where I grew up, like or where I would spend summers, Inkster, where our, my cousins live. And that, those are another few people who were like, John, my cousins, John Tay and Aaron, they were just freestyle all the time. And I thought mm-hmm. that was like the most amazing thing ever. It's like, yo, to this day, I was like, I, I posted a picture just the other day with them in it. And I'm like, I remember when they just used to freestyle just for just freestyling. Mm-hmm. It, it was nuts to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I asked them if they still do that now. I'm, I'm like, they're like, nah. I'm like, y'all, y'all gotta do it for the kids. <laughs> I, I DJ and make beats now. I was like, uh, let's do something for a family reunion. <laughs> and like you mentioned, like like the rose that grows from concrete, right? Like yeah. that, like despite like whole communities in this like country or whatever um, that are completely forgotten by the power structure they just want to like uh, that's where art comes from especially yeah. in this society that doesn't value it yes. so uh, and that probably brings us to the next question that you have Rob right like about like what, what kind of art comes from such a place yeah man like um, Detroit is a amazing example of a relatively small but a very tight knit hip hop community so many names have come out of the region you know, Eminem yeah. Royce the 5'9 D12 yeah. Big yeah. Sean Slum Village Black Milk the one and only Jay Dilla yes. you know, rest in peace um, the list goes on Detroit certainly has earned its place in hip hop man but it's um, but it hasn't always been like that yeah. um, what's it like not just as a fan but like a Detroit yourself to see the city kind of become this powerhouse in the genre yo it's crazy because like you said we're small but strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a lot of people don't know. We have a crazy hip-hop scene out there. Like, people, probably their introduction to it is probably 8 Mile, which, great movie. But there's, like, we don't just battle rap out there. We also, we make music. Like, we've always been, what, Motown. But our MCs, I believe, are some of the top tier. Like, people, like, there's, like, Dej Love. Like, she's, like, she raps and she sings and she puts out, like, old shit for like us like people who like bars and she can do the new stuff so I, a lot of the Detroit artists are versatile um like even like there's people like people don't really talk about like Trick Trick um who is like a big Detroit OG who's like like who's always protecting our music our scene he always like uh, I know people don't realize but he always if a big artist comes to our city he just would like for them to check in with some of the local Detroit artists. He's the homie they go yeah, to. Yeah, he's case. the guy. I like San Diego has Mitchie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Trick Trick is Detroit's Mitchie Slick. Like he's underground. He's he's one of the best. I was like, man, let's not forget some of the new guys coming out. Clear Soul Forces. Like those guys. Mm-hmm. If you like hip hop, definitely listen to those guys. Like they've been putting on for a bit. I was like. Um, even like, another like new cat like he's not new but uh, T Grizzly he's from Detroit and I like him and like it's not necessarily the most positive message in music but he's somebody who turned he went to prison for so long came out of prison started rapping mm-hmm. um, he's making money he's putting money into his community and that's what I love about our MCs even with like in Michigan we're still dealing with the Flint water crisis right yeah and a bunch of those MCs are still donating their money and getting water out to those people 
And I think that's like, like you said, our community is so tight knit. We like not just Detroit, but Michigan as a whole. We take care of each other. Right. And I was like, and just speaking on that, shout out like Jaden Smith for like that kid. I was like. I don't, might not like his music, but he's been donating a lot of like stuff to Michigan for the water crisis. So. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that like that. How many how many years now has this been? And Flint doesn't have clean water. And at no, least at least five. It's been in the in the news. I yeah. don't even know how long it was even going before that. And but. yeah, it was like yo. Come on, man. It was like, people don't even talk about it anymore. Right. It's like, I know we get, there's so much crazy shit happening. In right. Like, it's the audacity of this country, too, to be yeah. like talking about hum, human rights in other countries yeah. and trying to, you know, spend billions on war when it's like, what about our human rights yeah. here? Yeah. We, we got people drinking lead. We don't got, yeah, I was like, people have been drinking lead for years. Uh-huh. We're shorter than their lifespans, getting poisoned. And then we got the fucking the fucking camps. It's like, oh, oh my man. god! I was, like, I was like, we got. I was like, that. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I would talk about that, but I was like, I love our our Detroit MCs. I, you know what? Yeah. Let me stop saying that. our Michigan MCs. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, I am from Detroit, but I'm also a kid from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> um, just. It's dope, man. And then to see how far they've come, like now getting radio attention nationwide. Yeah. Which we were barely making it out of, like the city. Like one of the homies, me and Rick Scales became friends over Slum Village's Fantastic Volume One and Two. Like, come on, man. Jay Dill is the reason I wanted to start producing. Him and uh, <coughs> Kanye. <laughs> we won't talk too much about him. He's a uh, he's on some other shit. <laughs> Um, but to take it back to the community, you made a comment about, you said, um, eight mile. Yeah. Um, most people's introduction to the city is it's somehow through the media. It's, it's whether it's music or film, you're talking about like the Flint water crisis. Yeah. The, the perception of Detroit is normally this urban rundown, um, place of um, pretty much despair almost. Yeah. How, how close, like, so for some of the email, how close is that to the reality? Is that played up, or is that like, is is there is there some truth in there? So, when Eight Mile came out, that's how it was. It's not too much like that anymore. We also didn't have any help from media with like RoboCop and the Crow. Old Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Let the woman go. You are under arrest. You, you better back up, pal. Your move, creep. Robocop, the future of law enforcement. Also, two great movies, but uh, <laughs> they made Detroit look horrible. Um, but... Um, the murder for a while we were the murder capital and it, it was really like that it was like it was just as oh Chicago's pretty bad right now uh, so yeah it's just summer be careful out there um, but we were the murder capital for a while it was and growing up there was times when we could turn on the TV without saying oh somebody's been gunned down oh there's been a drive by oh there's a murder out going now uh, there's the homeless epidemic, uh, like yeah. I said, you could see people like just dying in our streets when I was growing up, and that's why we like in Michigan. 
I feel like we've always done a great, great job of taking care of our homeless. Cause there's like food banks, there's a lot of shelters and things like that. But we've always been somewhat grimy. But they only showed Detroit, and there's and Detroit's always been different. Yeah. It's yeah. it's now getting better. Um, I, I joke about this all the time, but when I went last time, I'm like the downtown was. I was like, yo, this ain't the city I grew up in. Right. Like, this yeah. is this is a whole different new place. So it's, it, I'm happy to see it. Uh, like I said, so many local owned businesses are opening up there. It's it's beautiful. So right. like I said, the, Detroit's never been portrayed in the media very well. I think yeah, and I think a big part of that is by design, right? Yeah. Like they try to. You know, demonize our communities as being like, well, they're just, they don't explain the underlying reasons, right? They, no. just, like, they don't exp- explain the, like, <clears throat> years of systemic just, like, mm-hmm. neglect and abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they just like, uh, broadcast this, like, sensationalized image of our communities. It's like, people just don't, that are just doing things that and we don't know, we don't know why. Yeah. And, like, and it's just, like, they just try to sensationalize it to sell us a story. Yeah. And it, like, you know, brings property prices down, and then all of a sudden, there we go. somebody gets to be yeah, this, you- the savior cleaning up the community, yeah. Right, but it's yeah, like you that's know. exactly what I was gonna mention. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just uh, these corporations or these tycoons buying up whole blocks, right? And mm-hmm. Renovating them, right. changing them to high end businesses, right? And, like and pushing out the uh, the locals, right? The and we'll, people, and. And what pushed and what pushed out the locals too, right? Is that like what built Detroit? It was, they call it Motor City, right? Like yes. it, it was like manufacturing that gave. General Motors confirmed it today. It is going to close plants employing almost 30,000 workers. Today, we are announcing the closing of 11 of our older plants. While Detroit and Pontiac will certainly be hurt by the shutdowns, the effect on Flint is absolutely devastating. When these business owners took those jobs out of out of the city, right, it created the conditions for, for Detroit. Once... You know, one of the biggest hubs of, of commerce in the entire region. Yeah. And it just completely decimated, like, the working ranks of, like, of our people, right? Yeah, like, yeah. our communities that work there, that, that worked in the factories. And so, like, I mean, the results, right, like, they, they portrayed in the media, right, as being like, oh, like, Detroit's just, like, this, like, situation that how could it possibly happen? But it, the examples are very clear. It's like, yeah. it's right there. Yeah, you take the jobs <laughs> and then you leave people out on their asses. Yeah, yeah. It's and there like, you go. You sit, like... What Trump wanted to bring jobs back, motherfucker! You took the people like you took those jobs away from hardworking Americans. Yeah, yeah. and there's just some of these middle class Americans don't realize that. Right, you start sending them to different places for cheaper wages where y'all can treat people worse. Right, it's like this is. It's, it's bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, the fundamental economic system of this country that is like always trying to cut the bottom line, get to get more profit, mm-hmm. and it constantly expanding itself into new markets. And it's trippy. I mean, and that's why. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think in its own way, the economic always the economic is going to in fact impact our communities and therefore the art that comes out of our communities. Right. Yeah, because you know, like you're describing, right? The experiences of an entire generation and it, through the media, both film and music, yeah. are impacted by like. Um, you know what we can, what we see, and what we and what we don't have, right? Yeah, like what, what we, we see being kept from experiences, yeah. right? We even see it going down in um, North Park. Like, oh, we, yeah. we see it going out all, even Barrio Logan. Oh Come yeah, on, oh man. yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, I've been going to Barrio Logan for a few years now. I'm like, yo, where's all these breweries coming from? Where are right. all these expensive eateries coming from? 
they're they're fucking up the game. Right. It's like yo, to the point. There was that fucking post the other day. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I. You bet. Someone's selling, doing their hustle, and Bobby Logan. People, it's the people. It's a neighborhood for the people by the right. people. Mm-hmm. And there's someone selling food on the side. It's like, yo, somebody's out here yelling. It's like, and you know, it's some dude who just moved into the neighborhood, knows nothing about the history, and he's an outsider. It's like, yo, people do that all the time. Leave that man alone. When you move into a place like Barrio Logan, you should know that there's going to be vendors. They've been there forever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. come on. Like, come I me. Mean, and, uh, and that's the right thing. It's just like, yo, y'all are chill. Yeah, like, well, they like our communities. They like our food, food sometimes, yeah, yeah. but they don't like us. And that's yeah, yeah. the ultimate thing. That's why you know when they fence. Yeah. Uh, I was doing some door knocking in Barrio Logan recently for yeah. a, a rent control campaign. I was working, yeah, yeah. and you can tell who the new arrivals are because they <laughs> build fences like tall ones. Yeah, and they have those new doorbells, the ones with the cameras with in the cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so they don't have to actually come to the door. They can just like they, from like forty from feet away from the street. They buzz you in. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that's what I noticed that a lot of these new people they come and they're like they're and they're also building multi-unit housing so they buy they buy the what's originally a one house and then mm-hmm. they build two or more properties on the same lot and then they they live in the front house like the big one and then they they rent it out yeah, to some yeah, other, other poorer people. people yeah what was that what was, what was it like a Disney movie, like Future House or some shit like that? Like, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> some shit like it's that, like some Jetsons kind of shit. Like, yeah. you don't gotta come to the house, come to the door anymore. That's like yeah. just a really corny horror movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the house comes alive. <laughs> oh, uh, ah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. It was some kind of like a TV movie or some yeah, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember. Oh, right. remember uh, Peggy Bundy from uh, Married with Children. I, I mean, Something like that. Uh, wasn't she like the house? Yeah, she was the house. Yeah. She was the house. Yeah, <laughs> that, that completes our, our stop on the derailment tour. <laughs> <laughs> that happens from time to time. I was like, that's just uh, how I am. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it too because anyone uh, that's heard me speak before knows that I can I can definitely ride that tangent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, last thing because I grew up in North Park, man. Like yeah. I, I didn't grow up there. I was like, I, I, I'm like, um, but North Park was one of the neighborhoods I fell in love with. Right, mm-hmm. and now I go there, I'm like. Like hanging out here anymore, like, and it's just it's weird. Just like the people that are brought in, the people who don't know anything about the neighborhood, the stores that are open. One of the blocks is completely gone. The one that had family businesses for years. They flipped the script, man. Yeah, but money, everything, like a bunch of the places are gone. Like, and it's whack. I was like, I was telling the homie about that. I'm like, yo, they got a whole like store dedicated to beer, craft beer, and I'm just like. Man, I remember when that was a record store. <laughs> or oh, this was Drift, a home store. Trader. Yeah. Now it's now it's apartments. Yo, man, I was like, we went there. So how many times? How many times did we go to that thrift trader? All the time. And I think both in North Park are gone, or maybe the the one. I think still? they're I think they're both gone now they're because I think gone. the owner the owner passed away or something yeah, like that. So, I mean, it's crazy, man. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, like, um, you know, taking it back to the music, like you were saying earlier, it goes without saying that, you know, music runs very deep in your entire family. Yes. Now, your uncle is DJ Artistic, yes, one-third of the group Deeply Rooted. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's pretty much been your mentor from the jump since day one, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, tell us about Artistic, man. Tell him about his influence he's had on you, you know, like, and guided you in your musical journey, you know, not just as a mentor, but, you know, but, like, he's family, too, you know, so, like, yeah. that knowledge he drops on you. Yeah, he is 
definitely I couldn't have asked for a better mentor. He's also a very stern and loving mentor. Um, Cause yo, he he pretty much trained me. I wasn't when I wasn't allowed in the club. I was the street team. I was the one going out, passing out flyers. I was the one uh, pu- putting things up, talking to people. So he trained me in that perspective to get my people skills up. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was allowed to touch records until like a year after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had to carry crates because he was. He's done both. He's been he's been there when there was records to when they finally got Serato. Uh, so like just just for just for a record, this is pre Serato. So what what year is this? Just to give people perspective. Oh, I'll come out during the summer, so sometimes during the nineties, and so I would just come out with him. But I didn't want to DJ at that time. Remember, it was just him. It was something we all did in my family where we had when our my grandfather was working with my uncle, artistic. My uncle produces too, and he would be making beats. And if he fell asleep in the studio, <laughs> it sounds harsh, but they would come in there and delete what he made because he wasn't supposed to be sleeping on the job. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, he, would probably, he probably lost, man, he may have lost some bangers, but hey, that's what would happen. <laughs> so, but he's also, he's a man of the people. He's, he's, he works with people. He's always helping people. Um, and if you know artistic, I don't think I've ever heard a bad thing about him ever. Um, even when they find out he's my uncle, I'm his uh, like his like his student. That's what I was like. I couldn't think of it. Mentee. Yeah. Um, nothing but kind words. I've never like I said. Never heard a bad thing. Never uh, tried to. Um, dude, and he, he's put so many people on. Just like just giving them chances. Uh, to for me to tram life bar one. Oh man, there's so many people. Like he and he's been in the scene so long, and it's just an honor just to be taught by him, business wise, how to like make certain things pop, how to get events going, things like that. So much knowledge passed down, and how to like even with the negative stuff, like um, because as a DJ or working DJ, you'll be telling no so many times mm-hmm. and. She can hurt your ego. Right. Um, <laughs> like you, we're all human, and he's just like, yo, it happens. You'll give five hundred no's before you get like two yeses. Yeah. Right. So he's helped, and like even with the whole like now everyone's cool with the mental health thing. Everyone's now catching up. But artistic's always been one of those guys that's like, you have to take care of yourself mentally before you take care of yourself like any other way you gotta make sure you're right in your head if you need to talk to people talk to people um but he, he's man just so much I, like I said I got nothing <laughs> oh that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely right. a formative person yeah, yeah. great guy man <laughs> So, Artistic is also the founder of the No Sucker DJs crew. I think you named it a little bit. Tell us who the members of the crew and who comprises it. Man, okay. Well, you said DJ Artistic. We got DJ Legend. We got Tram Life. We got DJ L. We got DJ Deprave. We got DJ Migs. We got DJ Dashe. We got Felt One. Man. Oh, shit. And we got myself. I'm going to feel bad if I'm missing someone. All great talented DJs. DJ Dashe, she's on the R&B Colors, uh, which is like, yo, if you like your R&B, she's traveling all the time, bringing you dope shows. 
I see I went at the House of Blues. I forgot. I just remember one of the ones I forgot, uh, didn't remember. <laughs> My boy uh, Yo Colombo. <laughs> ten members. We're ten deep. I was like, mm-hmm. Cool. I was like, ah, Colombo would have gave me shit if he heard this. Like, he just, my boy just moved to Texas. He nice on the turntables and with the, uh, with the uh, Clippers. <laughs> there we go. I was like, all great people. Tram Life is one of the guys who gave me my first gigs. Um, yeah, it's just been, ah oh man, and legend, legend is. That guy's that guy's great. I was like, um, yeah, all the guys, and I'm like me, Dasha and Young Colombo, Yo Colombo, Young Colombo, he's older than me. Um, <laughs> then we were like the, we're not the last three, but we're like the newest three, and I've been rocking with them eight years. But we were, I was like, so it was like me, then it was Yo, and then Dasha. So we're like the last three people who've been in the crew right now, like. I don't know who add more. <laughs> so no nah, man, we we uh, we just keep it going. Nah, I was like, no second DJs. Like I said, a bunch of ill DJs who throw shows, who work together. Um, it's a, it's pretty much a family. Wow. And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, you remember one summer? Um, how how the no second DJs did it? We had that barbecue at my mom's house, mm-hmm. right? and uh, that's how it is. But, we uh, commune together. We talk together. Right. Um, make sure everyone's fine. That's the most like DJs. Uh, oh, but yeah, I was like, man, I was like, family. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. So, like, along with your uncle, you're also one of the founders of the San Diego BattleBot, yes. um, which is a showcase where MCs, DJs, producers, and B-boys, they can compete, they can show off their skills on a citywide platform, yes. and where, you know, they can just network with like-minded performers and, yeah. you know, just interact with one another. Um, you know, tell us how that came about, man. How did you guys kind of come up with this platform for people to come together at one spot where it's all centralized and people can just get together. That's another thing, thanks to being artistic. Back in the day, he did this event called The Breakthrough, which was to help everybody showcase their talents, give people a chance to shine. Um, and that pretty much, BattleBot is a distant relative of that. Uh, we, wanna, we put on an event so people can make money and also show off what they've been doing because uh, there's so many people who sometimes get nervous to go in front of other people but BattleBot's your platform to come show what you've been doing what you have um, put your talents out there also even if you don't win the money the cash prizes you may make a relationship with another producer mm-hmm. another MC you guys work together it helps you at the end of the day that's all BattleBot was it's for the city because we have so many talented people out here and we need to showcase it. Oh, yeah. And it means San Diego's always been full of talented people. We just sometimes don't get a chance to show off. And right. sometimes, um, you got, you got, you, it's okay to show off sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, like, like you said, the city is just bursting with talent. And it's an understatement that in the region, artists and producers and, you know, dancers, they have a limited amount of public avenues yeah. and outlets in which to express themselves here in San Diego. Yes. Um, how's it feel to be like by far one of the biggest arenas for local hip hop artists and performers to showcase their talents and interact with one another? Man, 
And it's that it's that uh, part of my brain where I'm happy, but I can't wait till we get to the next level so we show right. even more people what's going on. Even with more events popping up, uh, shameless plug to myself, uh, Hip Hop Wins, <laughs> where we're putting on artists all the time. We have an open mic night there uh, called Elbow Room. Uh, but that was like, that's definitely something where yeah, it's an open mic, producers come through, MCs, and that's the thing. It's not just an open mic for MCs. Producers come through, show some of your beats off. We open up the mic. Uh, and it's, it's just good because at the end of the day, that's all I want to do is showcase the talent that we have in the city. Like, it's never, and that's the thing, I don't like talking about myself, but I love talking about the homies who are doing great things in the community. Mm-hmm. Like, you already know, um, I was like, I was like, I, I don't know if this is a question later, but like 18 scales, Rick, Rick Scales and Ralph Quasar. Uh, we got the homie Nimmy, Skinny Vinny, the OG Milky Wayne. Everybody's making noise. Everyone's throwing events. Um, and that's all, we, like I said, that's all we want to do is just throw events sh- and have people come out. Right. And yeah. Witness the talent and sh- have the talent show off how great our city is. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. Now, like, uh, San Diego has, like, a relatively small but a very dedicated hip-hop community. Yeah. You know, as you were saying. Now, compared to other regions California, such as L.A. or, like, the Bay Area, why do you think that, um, why do you think that these scenes have a little bit bigger presence than here in San Diego because San Diego is one of like the it's not just one of the biggest cities in the state it's one of the biggest cities in the country it's like in the top yeah. 10 but when you come out here the scene isn't exactly as well known on a national level as yeah. these other areas so my thing with that right now yeah I don't know if you guys are ever uh, heard the term salty D uh, yes. And that's what San Diego used to be. And we're like, kind of after this, I think we're done because our new hip hop scene is all love. Everyone wants to promote each other. Everyone's like, even like, we're big up in people. Like, there's no more Salty D, but for a while, nobody wanted to be the one to let other people out of San Diego. And we're trying to destroy that. Even with me and my crew to Fresh State, we're going on tour. We're trying to show people what. San Diego has a hip-hop scene. I once uh, talked to someone from out of state, and they were like, yo, we looked up San Diego hip-hop, and, and um, the debacle with the SDMA awards, some of the artists mm-hmm. on there, <laughs> they popped up first. I don't want to say any names, not fuck, fuck them up, but they popped up first, and they're not a lot of those people on that list. They don't represent us as San Diego hip-hop. Um... But we, we have a scene. It's it's hard because for a while, people were trying to compete with L.A. and the mm-hmm. Bay and not having their own sound. So they wanted to sound like a YG. Mm-hmm. They wanted to sound like a gang. But at the same time, they're from L.A. We're San Diego. You necessarily, yeah. we, we didn't have our own sound for a while. Mm-hmm. But... What is that sound? Like uh, San Diego, San Diego's up is it's, a it's, it's very very hard to pinpoint a specific yeah. sound to Which, the city. And that's the thing; I don't think we have one sound. Like, do, you, do you think that it's even necessary to have a sound? No. Like the age of the internet. No, that's what I was like. Because look, ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. and ASAP Mob. When we first heard them, it was like, "Yo, these dudes are from Texas." 
And they come to find out they're from, like, from Harlem. Yeah, they're from Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, there's, like, kids over in, like, the UK laughing like they're kids from New York. It's like, yo, it doesn't matter. It 100% doesn't matter. Like, but I think now what was holding us back was us. Mm. Now... Well, I'm saying this now. That that's dead. We're, nobody's holding us back anymore. We're gonna we're gonna take hip hop to the next level, and we're gonna get out there. Like I said, and one one thing I want my San Diego artists to do: try to tour more, get out of the city. That's the one thing that's holding us holding us back. We don't get out of the city enough. So that's a, that's a big part of this thing. So yeah, great. Yeah, so, I mean, I know that you, we all were, have been talking about how, like, the scene is kind of s- small here in San Diego, and yeah. it's limited, you know, venues, but what are your favorite performance venues here uh, as a DJ in, in, in town? Oof. I was like, of course, I was like, the Cast Bar, that, that place, especially on Tuesdays, uh, man, I was like, our battle bot, but I've performed there for a few times, and it's, it's great. It's honestly great. The music box is ill. Um... And then, of course, every Wednesday, uh, uh, AC Lounge. That's one of my favorite ones. Also, shout out to our bartender there. Uh, <laughs> right. Smart, smart move. Uh, yeah. uh, like, when I say this, I mean this 100%. Our bartender at AC Lounge may be, like, my favorite bartender ever. Like, this, <laughs> this dude is nice. Like, there we go. He's just like, like and I, I'm, my favorite thing are good people. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Good, cool people. That's the best thing you can have. I don't care if you make a strong drink, but if you're a nice, genuine person, I fuck with you. Right. Um, and he, he's 100% a nice, genuine guy. Um, <laughs> and like I said, we and we put on so many dope shows at like AC Lounge, and it's like it's hard not to say it's one of my favorites. So uh, yeah, like, so it's like that place. I said Music Box. The cast bar. Uh, one of the first shows I did were artistic. Was, so it's special to me was the it was in Salona Beach. I believe it was called the the brick by brick, or maybe that was. Oh, the, yeah, oh was I know, I know where brick by brick yeah. is. That's yeah. over in uh, by like Marina and all yeah. that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I was right. I was like, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't. It's usually like it plays a uh, usually plays like heavy metal, like death metal. Yeah, like, yeah. So. so we one of my first shows was there. So that place has always been. That place is dope. That was the first place I got to do a show with artistic. So mm. that that shows I uh, you. <laughs> but um, man, so many more venues. Like there's venues I want to get into and things like that. Like I want to start playing maybe in OB, uh, just because they have a OB has a kind of a cool hip hop scene too. Winston's and all that. Yeah, yeah, and people don't really like realize it's like oh yeah they they have a hip hop scene for real. Because um, we're always up. Here around this area, yeah. so I know we just talked to like Tolkien, and I mean I'm sure we're gonna see him oh, in the yeah, near future yeah. again, and a few other people like I know his like uh, project like the Snail Cage, and yeah. you know also shout uh, those out to d- Digital Dust Mites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and then there's uh, oh, like Alo and Cipher One. I was like, if you guys ever get a chance, definitely talk to them. They're um, they're like they're good cats. Both rap. Matter of fact, I did a show in OB yesterday uh, from the um, uh, It's Raw Poke. Um, and then we did, it was our show, DJ Showcase. And one of my other favorite rappers is this, this uh, guy named Drake Cat. 
he's been putting on uh, for San Diego for the longest time. Um, he just came off tour with uh, Reverie, and like I said, he's San Diego to the finest. Like he, he doesn't, he has no problem letting you know. Like, he was inspired by the Red Lotus Clan and uh, Odessa Kane, mm-hmm. people like that. So. Like, and Shout out to Odessa King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, Odessa. If you ever want to catch Odessa, hip hop wins. He'll come out of freestyle for a bit. Him and Rick, look. I was like, I uh, have put on legendary freestyles, like little <laughs> ciphers back and forths. Like, and I, I'll be playing wild ass beats. Like, I once played the Kanye West and Lil Pump. Uh, I love it beat, <laughs> and they rapped over that. Once played the damn. Um, Oh, Luther Vandross, Never Let Go. Yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears, Toxic. Uh, I keep fucking with Rick saying, I'm going to play Old Town Road, but he he's like, I'll put the mic down if you do it. I was like, nah, man. Uh, I, was like, man hey. I mean, like, we're not going to go into your hands, but I can, I, I can see where I can see where Rick's coming from. <laughs> that, record, <laughs> that record's kind of... <laughs> oh, I hate the record, but... I was like, I hate the record, but respect to that kid for, like, <laughs> defying the odds. <laughs> Internets, don't touch that dial. Step off radio. We'll be right back. But first, a couple messages from friends of the show. Yo, what's happening, Step Off Magazine listeners? Quick break from the amazing content you've been listening to. One more here from the IA Podcast. You may be asking yourself, what is the IA Podcast? The Aid is a local radio show where we interview up-and-coming artists, creatives, and anyone who would like to share their backstory about why they do the things that they do. We dive deep into the life of the artist, bringing in-depth interviews, sharing stories in a raw and unfiltered format. A true podcast focusing on the artist for the artist. You can listen at iapodcast.com and on all streaming platforms. On the iTunes app, search IA Podcast. On the YouTube app, type in IA Podcast. That is I-A-T-E Podcast. And we hope you enjoy. All right, back to Step Off Magazine. Peace. you know those left field records and stuff like that um you know you also produce man yeah um you know what's your creative process as a producer like you know what usually goes into a typical dj reproduction do you got like a formula or any kind of ritual that you've come to like over the years um so i was like when i first started i had rituals which was a get drunk um, I don't do that anymore I've matured but now like a few of the first records I made I think I was like I was about a few beers in and I was like so I would do records off that but also I would be it depend on how I I just get inspired randomly so it would depend on like albums I was listening to um, and I wouldn't try to make anything that sounded like anyone mm-hmm. but uh, now like how I make beats is I one hundred percent. If I know I'm getting ready to like gear up the big beats, it sounds weird. I don't want to listen to anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything because um, I've been trying to do like less beats without samples or like less beats that sound like people. So like right now, if I was since I'm li- I've been listening to the Benny the Butcher, I feel like if I tried to make a beat right now, I'd come out something like Benny the Butcher or want to rap over, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I want to have my own original ideas because 
Premier is one of my favorite DJs and a lot of my early stuff I think I was trying to sound like, like Premier, Premier. Mm-hmm. and uh, I was like trying to sound like Premier Knife Dilla I like to be in a quiet space. I also don't like uh, a lot of people around. Like, oh, like I can't talk and make beats. I also can't watch TV. Like, I know other people have like TV on in the background. It just has to be me and the sound. Um, it's a very solitary experience. Yeah, it's yeah. a very solitary. I don't know if it's like because I want. That's another. That's one of the things I want to break through this year. I do want to make uh, do beats with other producers, co-produce stuff, work together, just to kind of get, form a new habit. But I'm a very solitary person. I was like, even the dog's not allowed in the house when I make beats. I was like, she's like, yeah, yeah, go outside. Um, but like right now, like, uh, I'm working on like, I have like a few new beats I've done. But uh, one, I like, I, I get inspired randomly. Like I was in Barrio Logan and I heard some Spanish records and, I really was like, yo, okay. And it's, now it's like, not even hip-hop inspires me. It's like hearing other music now. Right, Like yeah. hip, I lo- Hip-hop inspires me for, like, other stuff. But for making beats, I'm like, yo, I'm about to listen to this Kumbia record. Real quick. <laughs> right, Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm dead-ass serious. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah. like, yo. And, and it's lately, it's really been the Spanish, like, music. It's been like, yo, it's ill. Like and I'm like and like as I got older, I started like just appreciating the music more and more. Like I was like the only music, um, like even like I'll hear like oh hear like these drums from like heavy metals. It's like uh, like tracks. The like, old yeah. double bass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yo, maybe I can do something with that. But uh, inspiration comes from anywhere. It's like um, even like today, like I have beats. Like and I'm horrible at naming beats. If anyone. Ever looked at names of beats? Like, what is that one? I don't know. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I, that's for the longest time. I was making beats. I would name my beats after the times I made them. Right. And then it's just like, okay, this is five thirty-four a.m., um, which is which. Also, that's another kind of ritualistic thing. Only like making beats from one to six in the morning. <laughs> one to six in the morning, like, because that's when I'm up and I feel like that's when I'm most creative. Uh, so you heard it from here, everybody. <laughs> Jay-Z, bit 444. <laughs> 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 Yo, nah, wait. I'm just, I'm just no, even, uh, shit, and I listened to that album. Is that how he, uh, he woke up at He woke up at 444 and that's what he named the album. Oh, that's right. That's in the lyrics, but I didn't realize that's why he named the album that. <laughs> so, uh, you guys heard that first. I'm also a huge Jay-Z fan and I did not realize that. Uh, <laughs> Jay Z, I was like the, the, the Nas fan pointed out the Jay Z. Yeah, you. I was like, and it was me and uh, me and Rob have known each other for years, and he just pointed that out to me. That's funny. Uh, I was like huge Jay Z fan, and I didn't know that. I was like, he mentioned it in the song, but I didn't realize that. So that was a brain fart on my head. 
So, like, you kind of touched on this, man. Like, do you collaborate with other artists often? And um, if you do, you know, what's the process normally like when you collaborate with other people or groups? So, I don't have too many collabs. I Trust me, I'm working on it, but one of my favorite ones, or the first person to ever, like, do one of my beats was the homie Skinny Vinny and Rick Scales. Mm-hmm. They were two of the first people. And then I just sent them a folder of beats. It wasn't even anything, like, super cool. And then... I'm a huge wrestling fan, so they named the first song they did together, or the first song they did over one of my beats together, they named it uh, Mandible Claw, mm-hmm. um, and if you're a wrestling fan like me, you know that's Mankind's yeah. move, uh, Mankind, aka Mick Foley, um, Dude Love, um, which, another fun fact, uh, Rick named me Cactus Black. Um, and then mm-hmm. I may start producing under that soon, so that may be a little. Uh, wait, 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 wait! Where did that name come from? We got it. Cactus Black. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Cactus that. Jack. It's one of Mick Foley's alter egos. Okay, he's the hardcore one. Like he does, he jumps off cages and <laughs> do matches with thumbtacks. <laughs> and um, so he, uh, they did that song. I have a few other songs that I haven't released yet. So I'm not gonna tell y'all too much, but mm-hmm. I'll be releasing a few like collab tracks that people haven't heard. So be be ready for that. That that's it. It's like don't don't say I didn't warn you because I just said it right here. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, you know, so like, who inspires you, man? What artists, you know, DJs and producers, would you say have had the most influence around? About your sounds, you know, as an artist. I know you say you try not to listen to cats, but you know, like. Well, man, but you already know. Yeah, you already know. Like, right now, like, I'll start with DJs real quick, real quick. I'll run through them. One of my favorite DJs, if you, Mr. Heck, I did a showcase with him last night, and he, he's always been one of my favorite DJs. Mr. Heck is a goddamn legend. Uh, Mr. Heck, I was like, even, I'm like, yo, I even, I was like, I was joking. I was like, just make sure I go before Heck. That's all I care about. Because when Heck go, comes in here, he's shutting this down. Um, mm-hmm. Heck, shout out DJ Main One. That dude, Main One is—he's the truth, the grandmaster, man. Also a movie buff, <laughs> <laughs> and of course DJ Artistic. I was like, he's the one who like gave me the basics, taught me about picking samples, gave me my first production machine. Um, dude, there's all respect. Hey, come on. He, he, he's just ill, too. Like, these are all those three I just named. Like, every time I see them DJ, I still get amazed. It's like, damn, I gotta go home and practice. Like, those, those are guys I still like to this day. Um, I'm just gonna name three uh, right now. I'm gonna go to producers now. I was like, right, uh, my always Dilla. Dilla's always been one of my favorite producers of all time. He's just he's he's nuts like the chops the samples just it's it's a work of art like mm-hmm. i wish i like if i had a time machine i would not go back and like do anything important unfortunately <laughs> i would go back and see a dilla show uh, just so <laughs> i could see the mpc and just i would just imagine just like watching michelangelo paint <laughs> um, and then we got I mean Nujibis come on man like both like it's crazy like how his stuff was like so smooth and soulful and just and then like it spoke to me for some reason shout out to Adult Swim 
for putting me on to him. The bumps. Uh, yeah, yeah, the bumps. And then um, at Shamari Eye Shampoo, I was like, I animated, I was ill. And then um, DJ Premier, man. Like, just, I was like, I'm gonna throw, I was like, because I normally like to give the shine to like people I know, like, as far as like, um, mm-hmm. like DJs. I'm also throwing him in my DJ uh, thing too. Like, him and Jazzy Jeff, those would be my like, my two special, like, <sighs> so I was like, um, but Premier, and then my one of my favorite producers is Ralph Quasar from the 18 Scales. Dude has so many beats. And like a lot of the homies that, that do beats in San Diego inspire me. The homie Carino, Tall Dark, man, y'all. Like if y'all haven't heard any of these names, talk, uh, check them out. Tall Dark uh, just released like uh, some music. Um, the homie Ralph Quasar, he's getting really ready to release his beat tape July second. Um, whew, yeah, man. There's just so many producers, and then uh. Dude, and then MCs, like, and I'm just gonna go with MCs I've been listening to, like, right now. Like, because, uh, like, it, it, it changes. As a hip hop head, if your top five doesn't change, like, it, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because like, I go through periods in my life where it's like, yo, I really like this. Mm-hmm. But, like, been listening to a lot of Benny the Butcher, and, like, Benny is, it's great. Uh, I put artistic on to him, so if he's spinning Benny the Butcher, I put him on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Freddie Gibbs right now, mm. I was like, uh, that album's good. I was like, uh, I've always, they just put Chance the Rapper's acid rap back on, like, I haven't stopped bumping that, but they re-released it, and that guy, he, he's good. Like, not necessarily a top quality lyricist, but great. Black Thought. Yo, mm. I was just thinking yeah. the other day how much music has Black Thought given us like recently. Like he's just doing features, he's doing albums. I'm like, yo, man, I don't know if I can handle this much content. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a job. Yeah, jobs, yeah man. man. I was like, cause I don't know how you. I was like, uh, you guys listen to albums, but when an album comes out, I need a full day. I don't really just listen to listen. Like I don't like surprise drops. Like it's like, yo. Don't do this to us. <laughs> that bandana was kind of a surprise drop. That was supposed to come out later in July, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that one was a surprise. But was it a leak? Or did that? No, no, no. Actually, it just dropped. But they, I, they, they moved up the moved up the date. But I'm like, but uh, like I love the surprise drops at first, and I'm just like, oh, and I've been listening to a lot of Cole lately. It was Kendrick. Then uh, Cole has some stuff that like just came out, and I'm just like. Okay, I can't, I can't wait for this. J.I.D., like, a lot of the kind... Like, I'm real label-centric also. I like listening, like, to labels. Like, it's like, I want to see who's all on this label and why they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, and one of the young... I'm listening to the surprising artists that people may, like, be surprised about. And one of them is just... Like I said, I've just learned to appreciate music in different styles. Uh, YBN Corday and this, like... Female artist, uh, her name's like Rico Nasty, <laughs> <laughs> and like they've just made the XL, a double XL cover. They're like the only two I know on there. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give everybody a chance this year, though. I'm gonna listen to something from everyone before I call it whack or I just <laughs> I dislike it. I've grown up, so I'm not gonna get immediate blight. Yo, all these people suck. I'm not listening to Blueface, though. I know he sucks <laughs> just on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, we'll leave that one alone. But yeah, that that's Word. those are the people that inspire me now. And like I said, the list is 
always growing because it's like yo to me, to me I like to see people who who's come up and like and their come up makes me happy I'm all about positivity now so right <laughs> well I mean that kind of brings me to, to my I guess my next question right which is just, what's your favorite part about this line of work that you're doing right now and I guess like on the flip side I guess what if there's any you know if there's a pro call on is there any cons I guess like I mean what's uh, what's your favorite and least favorite part about doing what you do um, meeting people also kind of that not remembering names and faces mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie there's uh, times where I don't I'm horrible with names right. and faces and there are people who will walk up to me and I'm just like they're like yo Root I'm like oh damn uh hey hey you, you. <laughs> um so I really that uh that that's probably one of the few cons right. um oh uh, yeah and you know what I, I love like and when I first started DJing I it's just about making people dance for me, like because when people it sounds crazy or it sounds like I always feel like it sounds a little hippieish, but when people are dancing, they're having fun. They're right. like forgetting about their troubles, and and the happiness on their face. Because I don't know, I've never seen an angry person dance. <laughs> <laughs> never seen a motherfucker on the floor frowning and right. two stepping. <laughs> oh my, I have yet to see it. So. And just that type of stuff makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, that's one of the best things. Um, one of the cons I don't think people realize, realize it's not easy to be a DJ, producer, right. throw events. Everyone thinks it's just, yo, I'm just going to do this. It's like, no, you got to put in the old, you got to put in the nights where you're not sleeping. You got to put in these crazy hours. You're not going to get paid for everything you're doing. So you're going to have encounter some ups and downs but then you'll get the guys like yo I can do what you do okay do it right um, at your bedroom yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and uh, that's all just like hey man I do a lot of I do a lot of stuff and I just want you guys I was like and I, I and if you want to learn or you need help let me know but for you people some people to think like yo I can just walk up and just like start doing stuff um Look, I was like, and then I'm trying to think of other pros. Like, there's just so many pros. Like, right. it's, like you said, the people I've met. Because um, I don't think I've, I've I've met a couple people who are, of course, assholes, as you do with everything. Right. Yeah. But I've also made friends and lifelong friends from the shit I do. Like, the homie Kill C-Ray, um, Rick Scales, Ralph, Nimi, like, damn, Indian K., like yo, there's so many people. Um, like I've made friends, like the Fresh State, my like my whole brotherhood of them. We they, we've gone on tour with them. I've gone outside to see other places and gone on tour. Right. And as a kid growing up, that's something I never thought I would like. Like I said, I never even wanted to be a DJ originally. Like for the first 18 years of my life, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. But being a DJ is like I'm. Dude, I like I even like I volunteer at boys and girls clubs, and I've like done things at foster homes or group homes, yeah. and those are my favorite things. Like just like I said, music makes people happy, mm-hmm. and me being able to like provide that music or something to make people dance makes me happy. Like just as simple as that, pretty much. Like, uh, 
shoot. Oh, another con. I don't like DJing in PB. I don't even care how that sounds. I don't don't book me in PB. Because <laughs> uh, PB is different, man. Too many drunk people. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Drunk bros running around. Yeah, I was like, I was about to, I was gonna say it too. Drunk yeah. bros. Nobody likes that. Yeah, right, right. no, that was like drunk people or there's some drunk people who are cool, and there's just some drunk people. It's just like. Dude, yeah, uh, yeah. I can go home. <laughs> yeah, you get toxic masculinity in the mix, and then it, oh, oh, come oh, on, and it just, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, all bad. It's a soft story yeah, all the time. All bad. <laughs> so, this is like something like I'm like, uh, a political organizer. Yeah. Um, I always love asking this question. Um, Hip hop is like obviously one of the most important, like, and powerful, significant musical genres, um, as well as social movements of the past few decades. It's like a vehicle for people to hear. Um, uh, stuff that's like both inspirational and educational uh, about how to like liberate not only their mind but their physical conditions. Uh, tell us your thoughts about hip hop's power to educate as well as fuel and inspire change in society. Like, what do you feel like the power of hip hop is in, in bringing around like social movements or social change? Man, it, it's crazy because it's very important. Come on, we had groups like Public Enemy. Like, right. They, they, they're the reason I, I like. I never liked Elvis to begin with, or why I learned about certain Elvis, uh, like how Elvis would appropriate cultures to take mm-hmm. music, and like even like with governments, them talking about the draft, like yeah. how they would draft minorities mm-hmm. specifically, like the fight for this country that doesn't even treat us right. Right. Um, immortal technique, just talking about like everything. Just like he talks about everything. There's so many MCs, Karis One, and like not even just political messages, but messages to like better ourselves also. Like music is like you said, and but hip hop always is like yo, you can come from a low end place. Like you don't have to rap, you don't have to sell drugs, you don't have to do this, but you can do other stuff like. And it's such an important message for the kids, and like, and it, like, uh, like you said, uh, Wu Tang's for the kids, man. It was like <laughs> a bunch of kids who didn't have nothing broke. They said they came from a bunch of broken families. Now they're, they've toured the world. They're legendary. But like you said, even music has taught me about like gentrification. I've heard mm-hmm. certain things talk about like things. I'm like, oh, a word. It's like that's that's what's happening. Let me go. Check this out. Right. Like, that's why it's called dropping knowledge. Like, right. yo, it teaches you. Like, there, <laughs> there should be, we got hip hop finally entering, like, public records. Like, uh, Kids Go Marvel runs a Pulitzer Prize. Like, so for everybody who could even say, like, yo, rap is just, it's dumb. It's like, yo, we got a Pulitzer Prize. Wonder who makes hip hop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we yeah. got, uh, like you said, even with the, we have, Rappers donating and trying to fight like the camps that are Trump's trying to do, right. uh, the dirty water that's kind of happened. Even we got his uh, 21 Savage, right? He was a victim of the immigration thing. Mm-hmm. Now he's using his money to help those people, educating people, uh, even about financial freedom, right? Like that, that it's come on, Jay Z talked about it, and a lot of people didn't know what financial freedom was or how you could establish that yeah so like I said from life lessons to political lessons it it teaches you everything uh, it's like um, even the people who like rap about like to things that we necessarily don't care about mm-hmm. they're helping put money into their communities 
even to educate the people. Like, and it's crazy. Right. Ti's built schools in Africa. Um, Akon has like built like power grids. Yeah, and, like has some stuff to electricity <laughs> for like. Uh, I don't know. It's a bit, I don't remember exactly how many people, but yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people. And, like, it, it's crazy, man. Like, people just don't realize, like, they they still, some people still write off hip-hop as, yo, it's just a bunch of kids who don't know anything, who wants to sell about, talk about drugs and everything. It's like, nah, we talk about our surroundings. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube said, we're reporters. I was like, we, he's like, we report what we see. Like, <laughs> Right, and that's all we've ever done. We report how unfair things are, how we can people like Common. He, the, the guy, Harry gave him shit about, a few years ago about going to the White House, and he was a gangster rapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we? I was like, Common. Come on. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He made the bitch in you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but like I said, people still want to like downplay it, but. I've learned more from hip hop than I learned from most history books. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And uh, that's not a uh, a thing out for teachers to say. Start rapping to your students. Don't be that teacher. We're <laughs> 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 gonna learn about the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, don't don't do that, please. <laughs> Show them like, in a powdered wig. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me rap about slavery. It was like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but even things like uh, Lynn Morrell Miranda. Like, I mean, I don't, I've never watched Hamilton. I probably won't. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but. If you can get tickets. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, but he used it to teach people. It's right. like, now that guy. Look, Spike Lee. Like we all came, like we're that hip hop culture that we all came from, and now we're teaching other people, building schools, like showing people how things can be done. Like, come on, man! I don't want to ever hear hip hop is just for thugs again. Mm-hmm. This is like, also that's not hip hop. That that's rap. Anybody can rap. Hip hop is something you live. Come on, exactly. Karis One told us best. <laughs> yeah, man. Precisely. Right. Now, with your contributions, man, you're always working on new music. Um, tell us, you got any upcoming projects that you got lined up for the near future? Uh, so I'm going to try to release, I want to start doing a beat a week. and try. You know, I may go up to two because I have some that I haven't released. Because I, I was like, if you, you follow me on, like, oh, I hate this uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really post any of my beats. But I'm going to change that up and start posting snippets and putting things back up on SoundCloud. Because right. um, I do have some new stuff. And I would, like I said, I put out beats. And that's the one thing about me. I don't really put out beats for MCs. I make mostly beats for me. And I, I know that, like, because I wouldn't even consider myself a producer yet. I consider myself a beat maker. And people are probably, what's the difference? A uh, producer helps you find your sound. Uh, they're going to help you from the beginning of the track to the bottom. I haven't worked with enough people yet to call myself a producer right now. And that's just something the the OGs have told me. Like, There's like super ill producers like Milky Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll probably, we'll talk about, I'll be talking about all the dope cats probably at the end. So there may be a long <laughs> shout out thing. Um, but I'm going to be putting out beats and whenever I put these beats out if you're an MC I'll, they'll be up for uh, download if you want to rap over them rap over me I'm not that dude who's like 
nah, man, give me 40 bucks. No, I want people to just enjoy the beats and rap and yeah. have fun, free yourself, study to it. I don't I just want to put out music. I was like, um, but now, man, I was like, and then, well, maybe I'll be doing a special beat set somewhere soon because I, I got some new stuff. So I was like, I can't, I don't have an exact date yet. I feel like one of those rappers is like, oh, yeah, I can't talk too much about the album. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I really do have some stuff I'm working on. And like a lot of them are probably going to be like sad. I've been listening to like a lot of Spanish records. So maybe you'll hear some of that influence. And then um, I do still want to put out an album where it's just going to be like heavy metal samples <laughs> and like just do that with hip hop and everything. Because uh, for a lot of people don't know, I, I was really heavy in the heavy metal. Right. Like, I, I, like I, I loved heavy metal for a bit. Like I love all music, bro. I was like, I was listening to the Slayer. I was listening to like Megadeth. I was listening to like White Chapel. <laughs> uh, like, so I'm like, I like I genuinely enjoy metal. Right. Oh, no, and I and I did too. And Rumble would probably best <laughs> testify. Jose is our resident uh, metalhead on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very knowledgeable on the I genre. See, yeah, I was like, but no, man. I mean, man, I like I, I dig it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, because. Yo, heavy metal, like, and that's a heavy metal and like hip hop and punk. They're all, they're all in that same family because hip hop was our way of fighting back against the people who didn't want us to have things. They could only afford instruments. That's the only difference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, it goes to show like that there's even just like a certain amount of like internationalism amongst all of our music. Because you were mentioning cumbia, right? Like my family's from Colombia, right? Cumbia is a big thing. Uh, (laughs) But its origins, right, come from Africa, right? Like, and so it's like all this full circle of the musical stylings and the influences that we're having that are just like uh, that are ultimately working class influences, right? They come from like our families, our cultures of just like a shared community music, right? Dancing, like you mentioned, the best thing about one of the pros is like seeing people dance. But I just like, yeah, I mean, I personally appreciate what you're saying. And I mean, I guess... This is kind of a weird pivot from that, but, <laughs> but like, what, what advice? Like, you, like you mentioned, you enjoy the work that you're doing, that the, the, everything that's going on. What advice would you have for someone that wants to like follow in your footsteps or like wants to get involved in the local hip hop scene? Uh, what would you say to them? Man, I'm gonna tell them because like that's what I've always told artistics. Like, yo, I want to be just like you. I want to like follow in your footsteps, and I'm gonna tell them what he told me. Nah, be better than me. I was like, I still, you can still do hip hop and everything, but yo, do it better. I was like, fuck. You always ask me for help, but I want to, if you're going to do something like me, I want you to do it 110 times better than me. <laughs> I was like, but I'm always here to help. Like, uh, I'll try to help to my best of my abilities. And that's another thing. I genuinely like helping. Like, I, I rarely say no. Like, um, and it's not even like, I, literally just like to help people if you're gonna do this man just know it's, like I said I just mentioned it earlier there'll be a lot of sleepless nights there's gonna be a lot of time you don't get the respect you think you deserve um, but that's that's the respect you think you deserve earn it um, yeah. I was like and don't talk so much just do but you don't have to promote everything you do move, move in silence uh, and let your work speak for itself Right. Yeah, man. Well, I was like, that's how, that's all I can really say. Like, yeah, and that that's another thing. People find you a good mentor. 
mentors matter a lot. Like, yeah, it just find you a good one. I was like, because if you get that good mentor, that good teacher, they can help you better than you can help yourself. And nine times out of ten, the stuff you're trying to do, they've already done. Right. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> so, man, for BattleBot, you're coming up on the fifth anniversary? Yeah, August, I believe. August is your five-year anniversary, yeah, that's man. five-year anniversary. Man, um, got a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, what are the future plans for BattleBot, man? What for, and for yourself and the crew, you guys got any special stuff lined up? You guys just going to keep it moving, you know? Like, oh, man. Like, eventually, first of all, we got the all ages battle bot coming up. We had the we had the postpone recently in Barrio Logan, which I'm honored to be able to do it in Barrio Logan. Like we were talking about, it's such a such a great place. First of all, like culturally rich, and if we're gonna do a hip hop show, an all ages show, why not do it in Barrio Logan? Yeah, um, yeah, man. What venue? Um, I believe it is Arts and Rec. It has a skate ramp in the back with mm-hmm, cool. b-boys and everything it's a great venue yeah right across the street from the homie uh informs record shop b-box mm-hmm. uh shout out to bernie he just won BattleBot. the first BattleBot in like three years came out and smashed it um but come on man there's just so much great stuff and BattleBot, all oh, ages come on we know we're gonna have fun at that <laughs> and that's another thing see now we're i'm reaching we're reaching out to all ages i want the kids to know like Yo, it's cool you can listen to the stuff on the radio, but here's like what hip hop really is. It's hip hop's about bringing us all together, right? And like having fun. I mean, yeah, you can win some money, but at the same time, look around. These are your people, and we, we should all be communing and chilling, talking together. Yeah, yeah, building. Yeah, and look, we ain't gonna be too much like gun talk and stuff like that. But yo, we, we got beats, we got b boys coming join the culture, we got art. Like, so, Battle by All Ages, be on the lookout, hopefully sometime in July. We also got, like, Battle by, uh, the next date is July 30th, so if you're not doing anything, come through. But Battle by, I want to expand. I want, because we have people who come out from, like, I had somebody from Oregon, had somebody from, like, Las Vegas, some from, like, our surrounding states. He was like, I'm driving from Vegas to come to Battle by. Some dude hit me up. And I'm like, dude, that. Like just for that, that's that's love. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I have people come down from LA. And they're like, yo, no one's doing anything like that up in LA. I'm like, in LA, really? Uh, <laughs> right. I feel like there should that be, would be the spot. That know? would right. be uh, I, honestly, yeah. So I want to expand. Uh, honestly, that's the next thing. But just so we can have more hip hop events. Uh, I would love to find a venue that will allow us to do live graffiti and all of our hip hop stuff and everything. Because mm-hmm. that's the one one of the few elements we're missing. So yeah, for five years, man, I was like, damn, I was like, that's uh, that's nuts. <laughs> I was like, I, I got the original flyer in my room too. It's it's a yeah. it's a legacy, man. Not mm-hmm. not a lot of things make it that far. It's yeah. relationships that don't make it. Businesses. We live in Oklahoma. There's a place that has changed 
like every year. It was like Happy's Pizza. It was a right. Chinese food. Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's it some it kind of some, food place. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's some kind of like falafel thing or yeah. something. I was like, yo, this restaurant has been so many things. <laughs> right there on the corner by the courthouse, avocado <laughs> and Main Street. Oh, we all live in El Cajones. <laughs> this, time, this time it's going to be different, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for it. It's I'm like, sure. It's, 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 it's like, yo, just fuck it. We don't know what's going to go there now, but it's, it's good to see right. that, man. It's good to see that battle bot, like, passing by and it's thriving. And I just want to continue to bring it to people because, honestly, most people now, like, there's two places people know me from. BattleBot and Hip Hop Wins. Yeah. yeah. So, like, without them, it's like, yo, I, I don't think, like, I think I'd still be doing my DJ thing, but those things have taken me to another level. And those are, like, my favorite, favorite two events. Every time I go to BattleBot, even if you're an artist or anything, just seeing people put their work out in front of you. You come home expired. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, uh, I'll be dead tired. And I'm just like, I'll wake up. It's like, damn, BattleBot really was dope. Like, and our community supports it. And I I don't think I, like, uh, strive that enough. Like, without the community, there's no BattleBot. Right. So, yeah. Like, as long as people keep out coming out to support it, BattleBot will be around. So, right. I was like, man, this is how, like you said, community unity, you know? Yeah, and with that spirit, the more people that come, the better it gets, and and it'll be it'll continue to get yeah. interesting. Yeah, man. You know, so like the only place to go really is up, man. You know, like for you personally, where would you like to be in ten years? You know, where where where, where would you? It's, it's so hard, you know. Though it's hard, kind of to plan that far ahead. But ideally, you know, where would you? What spot would you like to see yourself at? Just honestly, as one of the guys in the community, community leader, as far as that goes, like in hip hop, uh, like I would love to still be like showing kids how like we got down. I was like, man, that's how I'm gonna be talking when I'm older in ten years. How we got down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, in ten years, still be touring, just seeing the world, because. That's why I just like, love the touring. Um, I'm going to be starting another one July 10th for shows here in San Diego, which is different. But 10 years, like I said, maybe have BattleBot on the level with freestyle sessions. Hell yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like, hate to travel and being an ambassador for that. Like 10 years is a lot of time, so I'm just going to continue to put in the footwork. Like I said, I would love to even have my own venue where. Because I feel like there's not, like, there's certain venues in San Diego that's like, yo, this is this music only. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like hip-hop has that venue right now or that, like, place where it's like, yo, y'all can throw hip-hop shows here. There'll be a different hip-hop show every night of the week or, like, a different type of hip-hop every night of the week. Like, mm-hmm. So just something like that. Mm-hmm. Even more, I would love to see, like, 10 years from now also, like, Communities being even more integrated, like having more, like that's my thing. I always tell people from what I see, DJs will just hang out with DJs, rappers will hang out with rappers, uh, producers, producers, uh, so forth and so on. I want to see that break down. Everyone should be hanging out together. Like yeah. my, my mission, even right now, if I'm at a breaking event, I'm inviting some of the MC homies out. Like, yo, 
come meet some of these kids. Come meet because a lot of the dancers are a little younger. So I call them kids. I call, them, <laughs> call everybody kids. It's, uh, I don't know if that's from New York or or how I say uh, dead ass. Uh, <laughs> I know that's from New York. Um, but no, uh, I, I want that barrier to be broken down. I want it to be like the Warriors. <laughs> like, right. so, uh, so, so that honestly, that's my ten year plan. Still be on tour. Take battle about to a higher level, because um, at the end of the day, like DJ Root, like uh, just I, I don't have to be DJ Root. I can just be the guy who showed you battle bot. I want you. Right. I don't want you to necessarily know me. I just want you to know hip hop, mm-hmm. because hip hop was here before me. Hip hop will be here after me. <laughs> so, and I mean. I mean, I guess now this is where we get to the point where, you know, I know it feels kind of weird, but, like, where can people, like, find you and follow you to find out about, you know, BattleBot, to find out about stuff going on that you all are putting on in the neighborhood or in the community? Uh, once again, BattleBot Worldwide on Instagram, that's pretty much, and the BattleBot Facebook. Um, then you can follow me, but I'll be posting things, like... DJ Root at Instagram. At Instagram. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram, DJ Root. Um, and no second DJs, everything. I was like, pretty much, yeah. I was like, if you need anything, uh, I was like, uh, hit me. I'll let you guys know when I can, what we can help you with. Um, BattleBot, like I said, we've been doing it every month. We've taken like one or two months off from time to time just to sometimes give people, get, let them get a little break from us. Mm-hmm. But, for like, we'll be going every month until the end of the year. <laughs> so, they're like, I mean, and beyond that, of course. But, right. Yeah, man. But, yeah, follow me. Ask me questions. I don't care. I've been doing a fun little thing on Instagram where I give you guys a daily question. Yeah. <laughs> find out something new about me. Um, and Hip Hop Wins. Find me there every Wednesday. Uh, matter of fact, I think next Wednesday. We have a few shows uh, coming up. When we're coming up on our two-year anniversary of Hip Hop Wins, so that'll be a great show for you guys to come out to. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man. But yeah, I was like, I don't have anything else for you guys to find me at. Uh, <laughs> shoot up the bat signal. Uh, <laughs> I guess compared to like you know even like a few decades ago, like how do you get in contact with someone in like the forties or whatever? It's like, oh, you can call my house, I guess, maybe. Yeah, Send like, me a letter. Telegram me. Snail yeah. mail. Yeah. Take, you take that snail mail. I wrote a letter the other day. And I felt old as shit. <laughs> now it's like you just add me on four different met, like platforms or whatever. People don't even exchange phone numbers anymore. Right. No. It's like, oh, what's your Instagram? Right. Like, oh, to the point. I know my Instagram more than I know my, like I know people's Instagrams more than I know their phone numbers. Right. Right. <laughs> like, come on. Have you ever had a thing where like you you meet people? And you know them by their handle, but you don't know them by their name. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that the weirdest shit? And it is like. <laughs> It's happened to me the like, last few times I've gone out. They say, like, "Yo, DJ Root from Instagram." I'm like, "From Instagram? <laughs> from this place? From the far away land?" I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm DJ Root from uh, Detroit, Michigan. I live here." Uh, <laughs> I had a, a friend that goes by the handle uh, Baby Baracho. Yeah, just literally translates as "drunk baby," right? Yeah. And it was like someone came up to us at a conference in LA. I was like, "Your Baby Baracho?" And that's just like, yeah, it's, it's indicative of where we're at. Like. As a society where it's like people can feel more connected sometimes through these mediums. It's interesting. Yeah, talk more to people, guys. Don't just right. Instagram. Community. <laughs> like, Come up to us. You know, yeah. talk in real life. Right. 
Yo, man, so with that said, you know, um, you got any closing comments or any shout-outs or anything you want to let our listeners know about you? Nah, man, me. I'm going to tell y'all some albums y'all should be listening to, especially local SD cats. List them out, I was like, yo, we got Nimi and Indian K. They just dropped their album called The Undercard. If you like bars, someone telling stories, you're going to listen to that. Uh, uh, Shout out to the Fresh State family. Damn, there's too many of y'all to name. Kali, Kill C-Ray, which I'm his DJ, but I'm the whole Fresh State's DJ. DJ Eyeball, man, Rick Scales. My God, King Dice, Parker Edison, all Fresh State guys. So follow, I guess follow us on the Fresh State. Uh, the homie Skinny Vinny. Um, I was like, uh, listen to his album with Milky Wayne. Milky Wayne is another OG. Like, yo, he's so ill. He's giving me gigs and giving me chances to great people. Uh, damn, there are so many people I'm blanking on right now. So I'm going to end it there. But I just want to say, yo. Thank you guys for even uh, interviewing me. Uh, leave you guys with a piece of advice. Don't be a dick. Uh, <laughs> Always a good one. <laughs> just, just don't be a dick. It's not that uh, <laughs> you don't know what people are going through uh, with everything going on to the day. You being nice can probably save someone's life. So just be cool. Yeah. Uh, Words we can all live by. Yeah. No doubt with Root. Thank you for coming on the show. Like I said, guys, DJ Root. Yeah. <laughs> no Sucker DJ's crew, Autobot founder, yeah. producer of our theme song, <laughs> right. the one and only Root. Thanks again, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Always, always. And we out. This episode of Step Off Radio is recorded at the Justice Center, San Diego, and our music was done by DJ Root. This has been a Step Off Magazine production.